is 5 a.m. in New York, 11 a.m. in Johannesburg, and 4 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Shenander Bean from sundaybean.com, and I am a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. I'm the cliche trailing spouse, she said. She said, I've got no excuse but to be happy because I've got everything and we're financially secure. What you're going to hear from Melanie is probably things you've thought and felt but never dared say out loud. In fact, it's so common as the words were coming out of her mouth, I felt like I have been hearing it hundred times over. This episode of Expat Happy Hour is special because it is a live coaching call with Melanie, someone who's been a accompanying partner through five countries, five rotations around the world, someone who is super accomplished, a wonderful parent and a supportive spouse, and struggling. I share this with you, and I have permission from Melanie to share this with you, because I want you to know that you're not alone. And you might hear something that sounds familiar and helps shift your perspective too. I'm sharing this with you as well because it's part of our special series on the expat quicksand, the four areas that so many people struggle to get out of. That means looking for more connection, getting unstuck, purpose, and meaning. And this week's episode really hones in on our focus of purpose. If you are hungry for purpose, then make sure that you check out the links in the show notes because we've got a purpose challenge going on starting August 19th in the group Expats on Purpose and you don't want to miss it. All right, so we'll keep our focus on purpose by listening in onto our, in her words, trailing spouse and find out what she can do to start trailblazing. All right, so Melanie. Yeah. What has to happen in the next 30, 40 minutes for you to say this was worth your time? Oh, you start tough Sunday. (laughs) 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 That's tough. Um, That I feel better, (laughs) probably. Or, yeah, not that guilty anymore. But I'm not sure if this session is intended to do that. Okay, well, we, we, we'll see what emerges. So when you and I talked before briefly, you were sharing how you were feeling guilty about living in sort of one of those dream countries um, and still feeling depressed. Can you say more? Yeah, so uh, dealing myself, or this is my, my fifth uh, expatriation assignment, um, and I'm in contact with a lot of expats, uh, also in my my professional career. So hearing from all the stories where people move, um, 
how often they move, under what conditions they move. I feel like I have been hitting the jackpot again and again and again, and I'm in a beautiful country, which is supposed one of the easiest countries, and um, we're happy, healthy, we have um, everything we we need. We don't move sooner than two years. Um, we have no financial worries or anything. And still I'm depressed. And this is really hard because if you compare your life to others, you think, why? 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 There's no reason for that. There's no reason. I have no reason and no excuse to be not happy. Oh, you sound like so many people that I've worked with (laughs) this idea of, you know, I should just be grateful. Um, Here's the thing, you know, what I hear from you is that you are aware of the privileges that you have. You're aware, you're grateful for your health, your family, the security that you have, and something is missing. Yeah. If you're really honest with yourself, really honest with yourself, what do you feel like is missing? Huh. Appreciation. I, yeah, Same I question. Mm-hmm. Appreciation. Um, it's probably I see my own life just passing and um, having accomplished a lot by, um professionally and financially and being now here and (laughs) being the cliche of the trailing spouse is just um, very annoying. Yeah. Um, Melanie, what I think I hear from you is huge grief for loss of an identity it's like I'm hearing like you've lost a part of yourself that is important to you. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, that's, that's, that's probably it. Yeah. And it's, I continued my, um, my learning and academic learning and it's, yeah, I, I have accumulated so many certificates and <laughs> studies and whatever. It's it's kind of embarrassing. If I talk to people and I tell them what I've done, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, it's it, it, it looks like bragging, but still I don't have a job. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of women, um, they've got like three master's degrees or two master's degrees and a PhD or three certificates in some sort of specialized practice and they're still hungry for a sense of purpose. Just Melly, I don't it. want it. <laughs> Just applying it. Exactly. Apply so here's it. the thing, <laughs> Melly, from what I know from the research I've done and the work that I've done with women who are exactly in your same situation is there's this sense of guilt, like I should be happy with what I have. And what, what's crazy is that we are biologically programmed for purpose. That in fact, people with 
a weak sense of purpose versus a strong sense of purpose are at equally great health risks as smokers and those who are obese. Mm. So from, from my perspective, what I'm hearing is biologically you're suffering because you're hungry for a sense of purpose and that sense of purpose and direction and meaning hasn't been met yet. Yeah. And at the same time, we don't have any permission. There's no permission socially for that, right? Like people tell yeah. you, you should be happy. You should be grateful. That also happens. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. it's, um, it's, I think it's that socially, it is expected to be happy with my purpose of holding the family together. Yeah. But right. that's not what I expect from my life. Right. There's so, it's so hard to be a woman and say, um, I, I've shared this before with others. There was a woman um, in one of my groups, a trailblazing spouse group. And she, she talked about on the market in Burkina Faso and Ouagadougou, when you make a negotiation, you offer a price um, to the merchant and the merchant hears the price and they say, I th- it's going to be bad French. It's going to be like, c'est bon, mais um, n'est pas arrivé, which means it's good, but it hasn't arrived yet. It's not enough. Yeah. And um, that's the thing with motherhood, with being a, a, a spouse whose financial needs are met and can see the world, you have no permission to say, n'est pas arrivé. You can't yeah. say that it's not good enough, right? There's zero yeah. permission for that. Yeah. So what if you had permission, Melanie? What if you had permission? And, and science actually says you have purpose. That lack of purpose is actually life-threatening. What if you had permission to want more? <sighs> It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I have the permission. Or I, of course, I can go out and, and look for a job, and, and I, my husband encourages that. It's this weird situation where you find yourself, you were always independent and, and in charge of your life, and out of a sudden, you've, you've, you see yourself thrown back in the 50s, mm-hmm. where you just, yeah. And, and then finding a job is one thing, getting the job is another thing, and then you know exactly when the call comes and we move again. It's not right. my job that holds us back. Right. Okay, so let's look at this from another perspective. What I'm hearing from you is that uh, based on your education, your professional path, one way to feel that sense of purpose is through your job, uh, and then it'll, it's going to, to be honest, it's going to take a while to get it right. Like normally yeah. it takes what, six months, a year, 18 months to get a job. And as what you've no said, you're scared, <laughs> right? Cause you might move before then. So I don't want you to wait, right? I don't want you to wait. Yeah. So let's imagine what will you get? Just play with me for a second. Yeah. What will you get when you get the job, Right. How will you feel when you get the job? Just play for a second with me. What are three things that pop up? Um, sense of purpose. 
I'll be busy. Mm -hmm. I'll be out with adults. I can apply mm -hmm. my professional skills and I feel needed mm -hmm. probably. And so valued, when valued and valued, valued. Yeah. yeah. This is so deep, right? I don't think people get that, how deep that need is to feel valued and purposeful. Yeah. So when you get the job, you're going to feel a sense of purpose. You're going to feel valued. You're going to feel needed. You're going to feel busy. You'll have adult interaction and you'll be applying your skills. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to wait for the next six months, 12 months or whatever it is for you to feel this way. Uh, yes, still do the job search, but let's get creative. Let's look at ways you can feel more of that now until you get the job. Okay. So I want you to pick one valued sense of purpose, feel needed out with adults, apply skills, busy, which one feels, where do you want to start? Ooh. Busy is easy. Busy. I'm anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's scratch um, that one off the list then. <laughs> valued. 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 Okay. All right. So this is going to, I'm going to ask you to do something that might feel like a stretch, Yeah. but we're just going to play and we're going to see what pops up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you need a second to be quiet, to let it emerge, then I invite you to do that. Okay. What could you do now, this week, next week, so that you feel valued hmm. apply my skills in the volunteer work again okay yeah say more Is that something that you're doing now? Are you volunteering now? Yeah. Okay. I have a hunch, Melanie, that you're volunteering and you're not stepping back to see the value that you add. Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, I, I am valued by the others. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. Yeah. Just not the same. Mm -hmm. Say more. Um, it's yeah. It's, it's hard to say. Why? Why is it the paycheck that makes you feel or makes me feel valued? Yeah. Right. So in order for me to be valuable, I have to get paid. I have a hunch that's the thought that you're believing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to go with this for a second here. 
in order for me to be valuable, I have to get paid. Is that true? We're going to do something from Byron Katie called the work. All I need is a yes or a no. Is that true? In order for me to be valuable, I have to get paid. Yes or no? Well, scientifically, I would say no, but for me personally, probably yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know right. You that's want not to say right yes. because the others value me very much, but it's right. the same. Right. So is it 100% scientifically true? In order for me to be valuable, I have to get paid. Yes or no? No. no. Right. Okay. So we're going to just keep playing. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job playing here. You can believe this thought afterwards. We're just going to, for a moment, hold that space. Okay. So I'm not valuable unless I get paid. Or in order for me to be valuable, I have to get paid. Which one resonates with you more? I'm not valuable unless I get paid. Or in order to be valuable, I have to get paid. I'm sorry. I'm really messing up this game, but neither nor. Because although I think I'm not valued, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm valued by others. I'm, mm-hmm. Right. No, I, so here's I'm what I'm hearing. I don't value myself yes. unless I get paid. Yeah. Yes. Now, now, now we get there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Is that true? I don't value myself unless I get paid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that scientifically true? I don't value myself unless I get paid. I have no attachment to the answer. There's no right or wrong answer. I don't know. Okay. So what I'm hearing up until now from you, what is true for you is I don't value myself unless I get paid. It's not about being valued by others. It's about valuing yourself. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. Boom. That's what we hit. There you go. Melanie, that's the thought that is torturing you. Yeah. I don't value myself unless I get paid. This practice of not valuing yourself unless you get paid is causing you pain. And Melanie, just want you to know, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I mean, 20 years ago when I moved to Switzerland, I was, I was paid really well in the U.S. for a consulting job I had, in fact, more than yeah. any of my friends. And I gave yeah. it all up. I yeah. get it. It sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks. I get it. Okay. So let's, let's keep going there and it's not serving you. Right. So let's look at that. I don't value myself unless I get paid. How is that working for you? Not good. Yeah. Not good because I'm chasing getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. How do you behave when you live that way? That I don't value myself unless I get paid. How do you, who do you become? How do you behave when you believe oh that? Oh my! You chase money. <laughs> okay, you chase money. Say more. What else? Um. Um. Hard to take. Mm-hmm. Probably impatient 
Ja. So when you don't value yourself, then you chase money. You're hard to take and you're impatient. Yeah. So let's just keep... It probably being being ungrateful as well. Or being perceived as ungrateful. Because it's not... I'm not chasing money because I need it. Right. It's, It's a different story. It, rather, rather the contrast. When I have a job, uh, in our last assignment, I had an extremely well-paying job. I made more money than my husband. Mm-hmm. And people said, how can you do that? You don't need to do that. You're neglecting your family. <laughs> I'm laughing because you can't win either way, right? Like- no, 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 no. It's all, it's all messed up. So. <laughs> Right, like in German, they call it Arabamutter. When in Swiss German, if you, (laughs) right, you're a bad mom if you work more. There's this, um, there's this, and now I'm trying, I'm being a little cheeky now. So, but I've noticed when I was working in Switzerland, there's like this percentage uh, you can work 50% and still be a good mom, 60%. You're kind yeah. of getting to the edge. If you work 80 or more, you're a bad mom. It's a rabamutan, right? And if, but if you don't exactly. work more than 80, you're not a serious professional. So you can't win yeah, definitely, if you play yeah. by it. And, so and, let's and, put... And, and the moment your husband has to iron his own shirts, you're absolutely... <laughs> worst oh, then you... Yeah, we need a name for what kind of a bad spouse you are. You're a bad wife. You're yeah. the worst... <laughs> So you can't win at that game. So let's play by our own rules. (laughs) Um, This is really interesting. Okay. So when you don't value yourself, you chase money. You are hard to take. You're impatient and you're perceived as ungrateful. When you actually have the money, uh, there's a whole nother dynamic that comes out. So let's play. We're going to, we're going to keep going here. Yeah. Imagine. This, this connection, you're connecting your value or your self-worth to the amount of money you're making. Yeah. What, who would you be without the thought, my value is connected to the money that I make? Could you frame that a little different? Okay. So I'm hearing there's, when you say, I don't value myself unless I get paid. Yeah. Right. So you're connecting your value, your yeah. self-worth yeah. to how much money you make. Yeah. Okay. So let's just imagine I went into your brain and I disconnected the synapses that are firing the, the synapses that are connecting self-worth and money that you make. If I went in there with like a magic coaching laser and I removed those synapses so you weren't capable of believing the thought that self-worth is tied to money, who would you be without that thought? 
How would you behave? More relaxed, plus probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. More relaxed. Um, it would, however, go a little bit against my instincts of preserving my future. Mm-hmm. As this is, I think, kind of connected. Mm-hmm. As long as I can keep going and making my money and getting valued and achieving something professionally, I will be independent in the future as well. Mm-hmm. However, with volunteer work, there's no winning in the long run. Yeah. So there's a few things I'm hearing. If you were suspending this connection between value, your value and money, you would be more relaxed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm also hearing there's something I've heard that's new to me that's emerging. I'm hearing something, Melanie, that some core values that you have are independence, sense of achievement and sense of security. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, I think that you're completely right there. So this is this is an important part of the picture here because a core value, independence, sense of achievement, and security, those are things that you hold dearly. And what I'm hearing is one way to achieve, to live those values is through your professional career. Yeah. So it's like, how do we get those needs met? How do we, how do we create a life that you can live independently, feel independent, honor those values? How can you live your life so you can honor that sense of achievement and honor that security? And what I'm hearing is your security up until now has been very tied to you as an individual yeah. rather than you as a like a family entity. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, this is correct. Yeah. And, and I have no idea what your family situation is. Um, I'm wondering your, your focus up until now has been as an individual because you're a strong, independent woman, right? Yeah. So, of course, it's been there. I'm wondering for the moment, how we can create more security, sense of achievement and independence. Because when I look at that, it's actually how we started. You said to be valued right? This idea of achievement, appreciation. You talked about that in the beginning. Yeah. This sense of purpose I hear is tied to your independence. Like I am doing this. This is my thing. Yeah. Right. And then the financial part that we talked about with the money is probably coming up through the security. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm shifting here. Um, you're doing a great job. 
<laughs> we're dancing, darling. This is this is uh, there's no script here. We're just doing we're going where we're going. Um, so I want to check in with you right now. Where are you feeling? Where what's resonating with you right now? Yeah, I think it's probably, I don't know, probably I shouldn't rely too much on myself. When I hear that, that I don't, let me be really honest. I don't believe you when I hear you say that. I When I hear you say that in your voice, I hear a sense of betrayal to who you are. Tell me where I'm wrong. No, that's correct. Okay. What I'm hearing is instead a focus, like a widening of focus, right? You are relying on yourself, right? That's not going to change. You want to rely on yourself. I'm, I'm wondering, because you know when we get into fight or flight, we want to fight. <laughs> I, don't, I think you're a fighter. <laughs> Tell yeah. me, I think that's how I read you're a fighter. So what I hear is like, it's almost like you're in the woods and your, your adrenaline is going and you're fighting. Um, but you've got more, more than just you on the team. Yeah. And I'm wondering for the sense of security, what if you widened your focus and looked at who else is on your team? What else is on your team? I'm seeing... I'm hearing now like this tunnel vision of the job, like the job that you have to get in the next six months instead of, wow, look at my great professional background. Look at the qualifications I have. Look at my network. Look at my, my family security through the other job that's bringing in revenue in the family. I'm hearing, I'm seeing sort of tunnel vision what what is there what is there when you widen your vision what else is there to give you security let's just brainstorm my family yeah my family definitely yeah yeah your immediate family your partner is that, yeah is that yeah, what you yeah. Mean? I mean who else the, is there the rest what of the family is, is far away so yeah It's like we have to tell your brain that you're safe. Because you don't feel safe right now. Scary. Right? When you don't feel safe. But why? Mm -hmm. Because I've heard you say that you are someone who relies on herself. And what I'm hearing you do is you're looking through this tunnel and are scared because that next job isn't there yet, right? And so if you see your, if your view is only through that narrow tunnel of just you alone, and where you have to run to is that job. That feels scary. Right? Yeah. 
And when I zoom out, and listen, Melanie, I've been there. <laughs> I remember um, I had a huge sort of, you know, ugly cry with my husband. I was, I think I was pregnant. I was looking for a job. You can imagine that looking for a job <laughs> pregnant. So um, and I was really scared and he was, he didn't get it. He did not get it. And he said, Sunday, you know, our husband, I hope he's not listening. Cause I'm like, he was like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's like, he said, Sunday, what, what are you scared of? He said, look at your background, look at your education, look at your, like, look at your skills. You're safe. And I didn't see that. I saw, you know, it's that whole lie that we tell ourselves that we're going to be poor and live in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, um, what I know from my other coaching colleagues is even people who have a million dollars say that. They're like, if I just get to five million, then I'm going to be financially secure. I think it's, we just want to be safe, right? It's a need that we have. And I'm not a psychologist. I'm sure a psychologist could go deeper with, with that. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if we looked at your background, you know, from childhood, maybe there's more there. But what I know now is what can serve you. And this is what I would like to offer you as an assignment is to help your amygdala, right? Yeah. Your amygdala need, needs to know it's safe. So we need to give it evidence. Okay. What I've heard so far is what you're doing is you're channeling your vision into now just you, this tunnel. And for me, this image I have in my mind, is like this super narrow tunnel that's super tight. Yeah. And there's like only a pinhole of light through this tunnel that's where that job is. And you're in the dark by yourself in this tunnel. And that feels scary. And I'm asking you to open your vision to, to create a larger space in the tunnel and just brainstorm on reasons that you feel safe. So that is, that's my assignment for you. What I want you to do after our session is to grab a cup of tea, coffee or wine or whatever, and make a list of the evidence, the real life evidence of why you're safe. And this is because there's a biochemical reaction going on that your body doesn't know it's safe actually. Right. And we need to give it evidence so that your nervous system can calm down and that you can relax. Cause what you said is without the thought, you'll be more relaxed. Okay. How does that feel? How does that feel for an assignment? Uh, okay. I will try. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that is, um, and this is, you know, Melanie, you're, you're going against now your biology, your brain is, is in fight mode. Yeah. And so we need to help it feel safe again. And that's the, that's the first step. Okay. Just the first one. Okay. So that's your assignment. I want you to brainstorm all of the reasons why you're safe. Okay. And because your sense of achievement and your independence is so important, list those two. And I'm going to invite you to open your perspective and um, mention the other things that are there next to you okay 
All right. So what we're looking at is we started talking about how this sense of wanting to feel needed and valued and a sense of purpose is burning in you. And we discovered that there's a practice of I don't value myself unless I get paid. Okay. And there's nothing to say you shouldn't get paid. You should get paid, right? You should have a job, be valued and get paid. But until that happens, I'm seeing an opportunity for you to practice valuing yourself. Okay. And I say that just, I share this with vulnerability. Um, I, you know, with my own journey of, I began, and that's part of my journey when I first moved to Switzerland, only valuing myself based on, you know, if I got summa cum laude or whether I got the great job or how much money I was making, I realized that I was valuing myself based on a very narrow set of, of things, right? That's a scary foundation to stand on. And I'm hearing you live in a context, your life abroad, this rotational life is that scary because that foundation gets ripped out from under your feet every two to four years. Yeah. Okay. So my, my invitation to you is to find a practice or to begin just gently to begin. What are other ways that you can value yourself? And at, at the beginning, it's going to be like a cognitive exercise where you just like write down answers because your teacher asked you to, <laughs> right? I, to be honest, like that, okay, well, she told me to do it, so I'm going to do that. But um, after our session, we can talk about what are, what are some other ways that you can practice valuing yourself. I have some more ideas on what you can do. Okay. Because this is one of those things. It's not like it's you flip a switch and it's going to change. This is a practice. Okay. Yeah. It will take a while. It, it's okay. It's a process, yeah. right? So right now I have an image of what you valued yourself for has been um, a floor of achievement and financial reward and it's like a plank on a bridge and sometimes that plank gets removed right so I want to encourage you to think about what are some other planks on the bridge of value that are there and that are true that you can teach yourself to see Okay. So that's, that's the journey ahead. So that's what I'm seeing for you, Melanie, you've done such an amazing job today showing up and, um, offering what's really on your heart and mind and allowing for that, that vulnerability. And what I'm seeing is this strong woman who is fiercely independent and a high achiever, someone who values security in a completely different culture, right? A culture of that doesn't um, automatically have the container for those values, right? As a a trailing spouse, as an accompanying partner, 
you don't get that container. <laughs> you have to freaking fight for it, right? <laughs> yeah. So how else can you can you be who you are, that independent person? And how can you feel that sense of security? Yes. So I want to just check in with you. Tell me, what are you seeing differently at the end of our time together that wasn't there when we started? Uh, I think you framed it very well. It's this tunnel vision in to see the larger perspective of uh, what provides security. It's important mm -hmm. to see that. And it's it's a team effort, right? Our life. Yeah. Yep. It's not the individual. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. And I know your partner couldn't do it without you. Right? <laughs> what the security the security that you create. Yeah. The stability you create, the sense of connection your family experiences is impossible without you. You're as needed on that team. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, we talked about guilt. You said you wanted to end this call feeling better, and the word guilt was coming up. Where do you, where do you put guilt now? Uh, it has nothing to do with where you go. Yeah. It's the situation itself. It's not... There you go. Yeah. This is you grappling with a challenging situation with your core values, with your talent. I have a hunch you're just really smart and a go-getter and and that feels natural to you. And it's hard in the life that you're living because it's like, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. Yeah. And you want to go, 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 go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I am a hunch. That's hard. Like you said, it's going against your instincts. Yeah, absolutely. Independence is very important. As I said, I mean, you're back in the fifties. And I'm, I'm hearing that the independence, that value, feels sometimes threatened by outside circumstances that are connected oh, sure. to this rotation. It starts with easy things. You cannot, you can't even get a driver's license without your husband. Right. It's like. Right. <laughs> Right, try to get a bank account, driver's license, <laughs> passport. Right, insurance. Because yeah. I don't ask for you. Yeah, that's the tough part. And, and okay, right. this country now, I, I'm even allowed to work. Uh -huh. At least something. Some countries I, I wouldn't be 
allowed to work from the country. So Right. And that the independence goes, right? So here's the thing. Um, I'm celebrating you for how you've shown up. How I heard you start by feeling bad about feeling how you feel. <laughs> right? A bit of shaming yourself for feeling who, how you do. Yeah. And I've watched you drop that and see something else instead. I've watched you acknowledge your core values. I've watched you open up to the idea that your body is responding to the situation in a way that doesn't serve you. And I've watched you open your perspective to new opportunities. So I'm really celebrating you and how you've shown up because it's not easy when you're feeling the way you're feeling. What are you most proud of, of you when you think about how you've shown up in our session today? Honest. So hard to be honest with ourselves, let alone someone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Melanie, I'm celebrating you and I want to say thank you for your honesty and for showing up and thank you for sharing who you are because I know that people who are listening are going to see themselves. And because you shared your story, they're going to see themselves and drop their guard, drop the guilt and open the tunnel to a new possibility to do it differently so they can feel differently and show up differently for themselves and their families. So thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. So there you have it. One conversation with a woman just like you, who's processing her grief at a loss of an identity. Someone who went from working at a respectable job, making money, to grasping at a concept of herself when she was in a new position of the accompanying partner and looking for work. Maybe there was something she said that sounded like your own thoughts. Maybe some of the things she shared mirrored your own fears. Maybe there's something new for you that you're walking away with, like that we're biologically programmed for purpose and how hard it is for us because we do not have permission to want more. This episode has asked you to consider what if you had permission to want more? What if you accepted that purpose is important and worth pursuing, no matter how wonderful other parts of your life are? And what if you acknowledged how deep that need is to feel valued and purposeful? Today, Melanie was grasping with the thought, I don't feel value. 
I don't value myself unless I get paid. And we walked through her own process and discovered that her vision was narrowed and her process was to open that to see what else could bring her security. But from you, it might be different. There might be something else that's swirling around in your mind at heart that is keeping you stuck and pushing that craving for purpose. So I look forward to joining you in this journey to help you find more purpose. This is all part of the four-part series on Expat Quicksand. If you have not yet signed up, you are warmly welcome to my purpose challenge that is taking place in the Facebook group, Expats on Purpose. You have been listening to Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the words of Sue Orsman. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to have more. I want to be more. (laughs) 